This is Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Good evening, listener. I'm Steve Taylor, your host to a horror anthology podcast where we ask you to depart from your safe perception of reality to descend with us into the frightening depths and dark corners of twisted imaginations. With carefully curated original tales of terror each week, our deepest rooted fears are brought to the forefront by a diverse cast of voice talent and masterfully eerie sound design that bring these stories to life. We'll give you tales of unnerving encounters with the occult, harrowing hauntings, and sinister seances that show just how darkness knows no bounds. Make sure to check out Chilling Tales for Dark Nights on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the tradition of radio classics, here in Tales of the Night are the stories, horrors, and legends that inhabit the streets of Mexico and Iberoamerica. The darkness of the most successful and acclaimed horror podcast across all categories in Latin America looms over you. Now in English, Tales of the Night. Tune in now. But be warned, because in the silence of the dark, you might just become the next protagonist of Tales of the Night. Listen to Tales of the Night wherever you get podcasts. It was supposed to be a morning just like any other, but it was in the early hours when an encounter occurred with a creature that couldn't have been just any animal. My name is Edwin, and here is Jackson's true scary story. One of the best things about being out in the country is it's peaceful and there's no one around to bother you. And it's quiet most of the time. But at the same time, like out here, we have coyotes there nearby. They howl every few nights and visions of, oh, if this were to happen, nobody would get to me in time. I work every day of the week except for weekends from 7 o'clock in the morning to 3.30 in the afternoon. In order to be at work on time, I have to get up. I get up every day by 6 o'clock. I get dressed. I brush my teeth. Put my lunch together. I get my truck keys. And I'm normally out the door by 6.35. Basically, what happened this particular day is I'd gotten up a little bit later than usual, so I was a little bit, I was in more of a rush to get out the door, but I was definitely awake. I was wide awake. I got up, got dressed, had a light bowl of cereal as breakfast, and I left and went out the door. I took one of our older trucks, and the lights aren't as bright on this truck. Our driveway spans across, I think, 160 acres. It's a really long drive. 
to say the least. And it takes about four minutes just to get from my house to the end of the driveway. So I'm in the black truck and I'm just going down the driveway. Everything is normal. But one of the things I've noticed is there were no animals about. Normally, as I'm on the way to work, I see deer, rabbits, maybe the occasional skunk. But while those things are normal on my property as I'm leaving to work, this time there is not a single animal that's in the road, which was interesting. I didn't think about it too much. I was thinking, oh, well, at least I won't have to make any sudden stops to not hit an animal that's in the road. As I'm getting up to the exit of the driveway, which let's just say I was about three-fourths of the way off my driveway, while my truck lights were on to the brightest settings they could be at, I had the radio going. As I'm leaving, I look out towards my right, and on the border of where my light reaches, I can see this figure. First, I thought it was deer, just munching on some grass, and it would just jump and leave as I got near it, like most deer do. But as I'm looking over at it, and again, there's nothing else out here, no other creatures. As I'm looking at it, it gets taller. Right? It's as if it was hunched down. And it got taller, but it was definitely a humanoid shape. But, and it was pitch black. Whatever material was outside of it, it was pitch black. And I know it wasn't because of, because of the darkness outside. It was 6.30, 6.40 in the morning. And it's pretty dark out here at this time. But it's not usually that dark. It's not like midnight dark. I can still make out what furs on animals, the brown fur on deer, etc. But that light didn't help this the slightest. I look over, and this thing is completely black from head to toe. There were no distinguishable features. No eyeballs, no fingers, no teeth, nothing. It's just this black figure that as I got close to it, it straightened up, and it looked at me. I know it looked at me because why else would it get up as fast as it did? And as I'm looking at it, I get maybe 1.5 seconds just observing it before it bolts in the opposite direction from where my truck is towards my right. And when I say bolts, inhumanly fast. The deer out here are fast. Rabbits are also fast. Like I said, this is about 165 acre property. In order to get to the tree line, which is at least 10 acres away, in order to get to the tree line, I would have plenty of time to see it jumping and galloping towards the tree line before it eventually disappeared. No, this was gone in an instant. I know the direction it went, but it went by at such a speed that it was almost like a blur. It was insanely fast and that was the most unsettling part I just remember sitting there thinking <laughs> I'm gonna lock the doors now which I did and I was just scanning through my mind what could it have possibly been 
Could have been a skinwalker. Could have been a phantom. I have no idea. I just remember as I'm leaving the driveway, I'm thinking, surely this is something that's happened to other people. It might be totally fine. Uh, my sister just asked the first question that I thought in my head. Was it a deer? Was it, was it maybe a stranger? Surely it was a person. And I said, why would you think it's a person? She is, there have been uh, rumors and we've heard it. Um, uh, people talk about how occasionally guys would just come out here and sleep on the property. I said, this is definitely not a person. I know the figure of a person. I see them whenever I'm driving to work on the side of the road as they're going to wherever they're going. I, this was definitely taller than that. I'm in my truck. This thing had to be at least six and a half feet tall. At least six and a half feet tall. Just its sheer mass and speed. That's what, I mean, if it was a ghost, you would expect it to just disappear or turn to mist. But nope. Not this. There haven't really been any rumors of skinwalkers out in these areas. But like I said, I couldn't make any distinguishable features. Like no fur, no tea. Definitely no blood. You know how many people will say, Oh, I saw this, but I didn't really feel a sense of fear. Right? I was definitely afraid. Not like it was going to attack me while I'm in my truck, but I wouldn't want to be out here with that on the property. It was just very bizarre and out of the blue or out of the black per se. But nothing, just it's normal now. It's just, it's the only time I've seen it. I haven't seen anything since then. I've had more recurrent nightmares and vivid Visions, per se. Before this occurrence, I really had no nightmares whatsoever. And I'm not bothered by these nightmares. I'm actually glad to have them because one, that could either wake me up earlier than I need to, allow me to get some work earlier, or it's just, oh, that's cool. It's just getting another opportunity to get over it. But, uh, one particular vision I had was another night afterwards. I was leaving our property. And once you leave our driveway, you go up this dirt road, which eventually gets to the normal road. Kind of like a neighborhood road that gets to the highway. Anyway, one of my visions was as I'm driving up the driveway, leaving to work, I make the turn onto this dirt road, and in the center of the road is a coyote. I just try to drive by it, and trying to avoid a dog, I go by it slowly. But as I approach it, I remember this is also a vision. As I approach it, it does the whole, gets up on its hind legs, and just stares with its pitch white eyes, and just looks at me. And then that's when I'll just speed up my truck, and I imagine it chasing me. I haven't seen anything of it since then, but my nightmares or just like, not like deja vu visions, but just visions have become more, more apparent lately. 
I wish he's very unsettled. In the beginning of our call, Jackson and I talked about visions, common things that he would see and then would happen. He tells us a little more about them up next. Stay with us. I have a brother who's in the college that I mentioned in my last episode, Pensacola Christian College. He's currently there right now, and a while back, he actually bought himself a motorcycle. Well, of course, I'm happy for him, being the older brother. I think motorcycles are cool. Of course, my parents were the more cautious ones, telling him to be careful. It was the weekend before a hiking trip I had. Just some friends invited us to go backpacking with them. It might have been that weekend, like that Friday or Thursday. It was right before it. I had a dream. Just, like I said, one of the weird dreams. I don't remember the dream. But in the middle of it, I had a vision of my brother getting in an accident with the motorcycle. And I thought, wait, that's weird. He just found a motorcycle. It was a sunny day. He was on his motorcycle going somewhere. I never know the context of the dream. I just know the events and who's in it. In this particular instance, I was gone. Like I said, this is the weekend before the backpack trip. We had just gotten to the trail the following day. And I had no service, but my dad had a little bit of service. I'm in the back of the pack because I wasn't feeling very well. But then one of the guys that was with us on the backpacking trip comes back to where I am and says, Hey, do you hear about your brother? I'm like, which one? He's, oh, the one that's in Pensacola. I'm like, no, what about him? And he says, he was just in an accident. I'm like, no way. I'm checking my messages to see if I can get a signal. And sure enough, I do. But he told the family in a very calm way he'd gotten in an accident. For some reason, that deja vu hit me again, like a big punch to the face. Just instant recognition of just everything that went on in that little vision. I could picture it. He was in a motorcycle, he got hit by a truck, or he hit him, I don't remember. But I do know that it was a truck and motorcycle, and that he got flown off of it. A couple weeks ago, when he was in town, he was telling the family what exactly happened. And it fit the description in my vision. I've had these visions since I was like 14. I don't remember every single occurrence. When they do happen, like I said, it's like reality is is clenching their fist, punching me in the face with an instant remembrance or whatever you want to call it, just instant memory, me and my brother. We had gone to work for someone in our town back when we were in Texas. And he was a nice guy. He was very generous. But yet he was firm. Just one of the good bosses. He could be strict, but also kind. He owned this big ranch. And it was me and my brother's job to tend and care for the ranch. Just things that an 18, 16-year-old kid could do. Just mowing and whatnot. On one of our last days we were working there, he actually gifted to the family, a stick drive dune buggy. And I don't know if it was custom made or, or whatever, but it was big. I remember like way back when, before 
I started this job, when I just started driving, like test driving with my dad's old farm truck. I would do the occasional drive with my dad. I had, I've never been in an accident and I've never gotten a ticket, but I had a dream once that I was in a vehicle of some sort. I remember the vehicle being fine, but I remember being in shock. But how this relates to this dune buggy. Like I said, these things don't come to me until after it happens. But my dad and some of the friends, family who knew how to drive stick shift were just going, just going crazy on that thing. They were doing donuts. They were going up and down the property. And we had about a 13 acre property. So it was pretty big, but I'd never driven a stick shift before. Never once. But uh, you know how peer pressure can get to you when you're younger and the critical thinking stage hasn't really hit in yet. That was me in this moment. My brother, he got in, he did fine. Just did some basic stuff. My dad, he had driven, our friends that had driven. Then they came up to me. And they said, hey, Jackson, want to give it, want to go for a spin? And I'm like, I, I don't know, maybe. And my dad, Jackson, come on, you, you know how to do this. It's fine. If you need to stop, just click this button. I was very nervous. But I didn't anyway. I thought, oh, okay, it's simple enough. I had the brake right there, had the button. It's fine. I got in that thing. And my dad said, as soon as I got in that thing and let off the brake, fire was shot out back. And I went zooming down the property. And I don't know how fast I was going, but it felt like my life flashed before my eyes at least three different times. My only thoughts were, don't dodge, don't hit a tree. Don't hit a tree. Don't hit a tree. Don't hit a tree. I'm swerving around these big oak trees that are on our property. I'm avoiding our pond that was up a ways. I barely miss these two trees that are really close together. But in order to miss these trees, I had to jump a log pile that we had made in between them. So like a ramp, I went up this log pile and went flying into our neighbor's fence. Luckily, it was a metal fence, but the cart was fine, but the fence was demolished. It was absolutely wrecked, and I had nothing more. I hit my head, but no fatal or grievous injuries, and that's when it hit me. I had dreamed, oh, this is the vehicle that I wrecked. I had looked in the rearview mirror. It was at night. I looked at the rearview mirror, which was the reflection off the glass which is the plastic glass behind me or whatnot. And I saw my reflection with its back side of the, with the back side of my head turn around and look at me. We made eye contact with each other. There's more detail at that interview that we did, but I told my little sister about that recently because uh, she says, and we were just on the road, just I was just picking her up from a friend's house and the topic came up. I forgot who brought it up, but we've both seen some things. What she told me was actually really interesting. So I have three sisters. The oldest of the three, she's in that te- in those teenage years. She's 14, going on 15, I think. I forget their ages. But we're on the road. And I had told her about my rearview mirror reflection occurrence that I had told you about. 
she tells me that back when we were living in Texas, before we moved up here to Oklahoma, we were living in a two-story house and the bottom floor is unimportant, but it's got a giant kitchen, giant living room, etc. Then the stairs go up to the top floor, which on the right side of the house, you have the boys' room, which is where me and my brothers would sleep. And in the center, you have this big living room that connects to the bathroom, just big one open area. And then towards the left, down a little mini hallway, you have the girls' room. She said that she would wake up at random points and she would see a silhouette of a man walking in the hallway, like from the bathroom to the living room, back to the bathroom to the living room. And sometimes just come right in the hallway and look in the girls' room. She would just hold herself when it wasn't happening as often. She would just think, oh, it's one of my brothers or it's my dad. It's fine. But she said that at the same time, she would be very uncomfortable and very scared. Which, as she's telling me this, of course, I'm just freaking out in my mind like, what in the world? Why haven't you told me this? But she would go on to say that as time went on, it would become more apparent that it wasn't one of us because she had memorized how me and my brothers look and just our figure and our posture and whatnot. And one day, I forgot what happened to make her want to do this, but she decided to pray. After praying, it didn't come by anymore. That was very unsettling for me to hear. Share your true scary story with us by going to truescarystory.com and by filling out the form, or you can just shoot me a message. Also, you can find Jackson's earlier episode called The Experiment right on this podcast. Up next, check out Dark Memory to hear true creepy mysteries. Just search for Dark Memory on your podcast app. Thank you very much for listening. See you soon. Need more true ghost stories? Fine, tell me a ghost story wherever you get your podcasts. That's right, tell me a ghost story wherever you get your podcasts.